being inspired by these mentors, these guides, and just saying yes to opportunity, I feel that the journey I've been on hasn't been a challenging one. That's the thing a lot of business owners say, that like, oh, it's really hard in business, I really struggled. I don't know how you speak on stages, Nick, how you can be a public speaker. Because if you'd asked me five years ago and said, Nick, you're gonna be on stages, webinars, writing a book, I'd have said, you've got the wrong guy. I couldn't do that. I couldn't speak in front of people on a stage, no way. But by just hanging around people that do that, you know, mentors, speakers, and who share their message and get their product out there, it made me realize I've just got to do everything in my power to get my message out there. And, and, and selling truly is serving because if you've got a product or a service, or perhaps you sell for a business where you actually solve people's problems, you give them solutions, you give them this amazing value, then you've got to do everything in your power to get it out there. You are tuning in to For Better Self and Net Worth Podcast. This is a podcast where I encourage you to live the life of your dreams by adopting the right mindset, navigating through tough challenges, and respecting your bank account. I interview entrepreneurs and empire builders from across the globe as they share how they have come to live the lives of their dreams and the challenges they had to break through. I also have a few solo episodes where I talk about the lessons learned and navigating in a world full of naysayers, negative mindsets, and money grabbers. I personally believe that attitude is everything, and with the right attitude, you can get the life that you dream of. I'm so glad you're on this journey with me. If you're listening, make sure you have hit the subscribe button, and on Apple, give me some love by leaving a review. Most of all, I hope every episode you hear on here leaves you inspired and on fire to live your best life without breaking the bank. Hey everyone, we've got another epic episode with so much valuable information today on For Better Self and Net Worth. I'm your host, Ella, and I am with Nick Staub. Nick is the Elite Sales Academy founder. He is also a best-selling author in 21 categories. He wrote an amazing book called Selling is Serving. I recommend that to everyone in every career, every business. He is also the UK's leading expert on selling and closing. Now, listen, I don't care what profession you're in. You have to know how to sell. You have to know how to sell yourself. You have to know how to sell a product. You just have to know how to sell. So Nick is here to tell us about that. So Nick, go ahead and introduce yourself and give us a background on yourself and how you became a best-selling author and the founder of the Elite Sales Academy. Wow. Thank you so much. It's so awesome to be here. And I I love that you've just mentioned that everyone needs to know how to sell. It's actually my belief that this is the number one skill that everyone needs in business. Yes. Because when we really consider it, everything that we actually do in our life is a sell. Whether we like it or we don't like it, we are all salespeople. We're selling our wants, our ideas, our needs. Getting our kids to eat their vegetables is a sow as well. And the sooner that we accept that it's a tool and a skill to provide value 
solve people's problems and actually help people by bridging a gap, then you deserve to actually get paid for your worth. I love inspiring people, entrepreneurs, women in business on how to get themselves out there with confidence and conviction, not just sell, but sell with absolute clarity and passion. So yes, what about me? Did you want to know the story? Did you ask? Yeah, tell us the story. That's my story. I'll take you all back, actually. So as you might be able to tell from my accent, I'm from the UK. I'm from a county called Essex, which is just outside of London. And I grew up in England. And my first sales experience would have been over 10 years ago, the other side of the world to where I am when I was backpacking in Australia. So I'd never thought about sales before. In fact, I used to get that feeling in my belly when I even thought about selling or that, oh, that cringy, naughty feeling. And I didn't used to like salespeople like many people don't. You just told me, you're like, of... guard is up. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of salespeople out there, unfortunately, who have got that commission breath. They don't care about you. They just care about the money. We've all probably experienced some time in our life when we've been pushed into something we didn't really want to do and we've not been sold ethically. When I started my journey, it was in Australia. I had to find a way to make money pretty quickly. So I found myself going door to door, knocking on people's doors trying to get them to change their energy provider over. It was an interesting experience. I was 22 years old, so never sold before, not much training. I was a backpacker, so it was very churn and burn with people coming in and out of the company. If you didn't do well, you just got replaced. It wasn't hard to find new people. I knew that I had to do something pretty different to the kind of training they'd given me because on my first week, I had people telling me to F off, setting their dogs out on me, get off my... So I was like, oh my God. Yeah, I'd been reading at the time a book, and I'm sure many of the listeners may have heard of this, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Rob Kiyosaki. Oh, good. Such a good book. I highly recommend if you haven't, check that book out. It's brilliant. And that was one of the first books that really got me understanding on you've got to be able to not just rely on money from a job you've got to be able to get your message out there help people i did like the idea that i could be in a position where i could earn commissions which meant no flat ceiling above me the harder i worked the more better i was at selling the more money i would make so i went on a bit of a mission then to really hang around other top sales people so i was following back then tony robbins when he was in his infancy other sales trainers like Zig Ziglar in the US as well. I've really their work. Yeah. And they taught me really that selling is serving, which was one of the reasons why I named my book that. And very quickly, I was able to go from a backpacker to the top seller of this company in a space of three to four months, which was outselling all of the native Australians who were born there, had the advantage i will say of being a local with the other australian community uh, and everyone would always scratch their head like what are you doing you must be mis-selling people you must be saying i'm like no i'm just literally finding out what people's problems are i'm not I'm being a problem finder as well as a problem solver and i'm listening and this was the difference between the way that they was trying to teach us to sell which was very smoke and mirrors very pushy assumptive it's kind of selling which i didn't really agree with anyway after that and i had to come home unfortunately because my visa run out 
And I just knew then I'd had a taste of the good life because I was actually making around about you know, two to three thousand dollars a week, which is Australian dollars. So probably trying to think US terms around about like maybe one and a half to two thousand dollars, which was great for me at the time. Mm-hmm. And when I came back to England, I just knew I couldn't get myself a job with a flat salary. I had to go get myself a sales job. So I did find a position. One of my friends was working at a gym, a health club called Virgin Active. Now, perhaps you're familiar if you're listening with someone called Richard Branson, the the founder of Virgin. He's at Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Media. Oh, Virgin Hotels? Yeah, Virgin Hotels. So all the Virgin brand. He used to do that Virgin Cola back in the day. So that's Richard Branson who sends people up to space and he's got all these businesses. He's a great entrepreneur. And he's got a club in, in England called Virgin Active Health Clubs. And I think at the time there was about 52 different clubs around the country. So I started to work for my local one in Romford and I worked up the ranks. I've become an area sales manager. And that really took me to a day. I'll never forget this day. It was the 18th of May, 2018. Now, I've been good at selling and closing. I was actually the number one consultant in the company at the time. Earlier that year, I was sent to Las Vegas, which was fantastic, by the way. I love America so much. Oh, Vegas is fun. Even if you don't gamble, it's fun. <laughs> oh, yes. We stayed at the Bellagio and saw Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, the gambling was awesome. I think that whole, those five days I was there, I probably slept for about five hours combined. Yeah, I think they genuinely do pump their casino floors full of oxygen. <laughs> but yeah, and that was awesome. So I thought I was doing great. Now, on this day, the reason I remember it is I had a meeting with my regional manager called Jay. Now, for anyone listening, I'll, I won't be able to show you, but I'll draw, paint a picture for you. He was around about five foot nothing. He used to wear the glasses on the tip of his nose. And he would always stare at you with a very intense frown. Ooh. Nothing was ever good enough for him. He loved to abuse his power. He loved to put people down. Now, yeah, maybe you've met someone like that in your life, but you can probably get a picture of Jane. No matter how good you did, nothing was good enough for him. And on this day, it was our yearly review. And I left my house at the time, which was in this little town called Romford. I had to get a bus to the station, a train into London, then another train from London into a certain part of London called Barbican, where the head office was located. And I left my house half an hour early. It was a two-hour commute, so I left two and a half hours early. I finally get to the station. I don't know if it's like this in the US, by the way, but in England, they've got a bit of a classic epidemic of trains never running on time, lots of delays. (laughs) So, yeah, the train doesn't show. (laughs) And and half an hour later, when it does show, you can probably imagine the amount of the, the swarm of people waiting to get on this train. So we finally compress into the carriage. I'm like a sardine in a can. It's a hot day. I've got armpits in my face. And we're on the move anyway. We're on the move. It was a very packed day. And as the train's going along, it stops. There's signal failures all along. So I I start looking at my watch and I realise, oh, my God, I'm going to be late. Have you ever had a time like that when you, you leave early and you just feel like everything's against you? Yeah. Yeah, so I finally get to 
Barbican and, and I run over at the station. I sprint into the head office doors. They've just polished the floor. So it was a marble floor. They've just polished it. I'm trying not to slip over. And I get to the meeting room door where Jay sat the other side. Now it's a glass panel around the outside of this meeting room. Big oak door. It's got the Virgin brand all over it, which was red, Virgin red. And I open the door. Jay's sitting there. Jay, I'm so sorry. Sit down, Nick. You're late. I sunk into my chair. Now, Jay went on to absolutely tear me down. Nothing was good enough. But on that day, I couldn't focus. See, in the midst of all the commotion that morning, the rushing around, I actually had a text message from my mum. And two weeks prior to that day, I had lost my nan to cancer. Now, my nan was the best nan. I know people, your grandma, you might say in the US, yeah, my grandma's the best, my nan's the best. No, my nan was the best. And this had happened. And my mum had actually texted me that morning to tell me the dates for the funeral. It was going to be Thursday, the 31st of May, a day that we call closeout in the gym industry. It was the last day of the month. The targets had to be hit. So we finally get to the end of the meeting. Jay bangs his papers on the desk. And he stands up and I say, hey, Jay, Jay, before you go, you know my nan passed away i need that day off i need next wednesday off next thursday off the last day of the month ah sorry nick no time off at the end of the month it's not me it's company policy it sounds like ebenezer scrooge mm. even look i'm thinking of the glasses that's who i'm thinking through you and your job that is what I wanted. No, that is what I wanted to say. Oh, I didn't okay. say it. <laughs> no, that is it. <laughs> I wanted to say that, but I couldn't actually say it because here's the thing: I'd climbed that greasy corporate ladder for over eight years. You know, I worked overtime, weekends. I, I sacrificed time with my family, my loved ones, and for what? just to be told I couldn't even go to my nan's funeral. And it was in that moment, that like a ton of bricks came down on me that my everything clicked into place. I realized that I was working so hard, yet I didn't have a living. You know, and that was not where I got into business for. That is not what I was selling for. I was selling to try and make money, have a good life, but I couldn't even enjoy my life. I wasn't able to take many holidays, much time off. Uh, and that moment, even though it was a horrible moment being told that, was a time where actually something clicked into place. Nick, I cannot stay here. You you can't keep doing what you're doing. But as Albert Einstein says, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. Because I didn't know what to do. I just had to keep going to work. And here's the thing. I couldn't turn up to my job, hating my job with a a frown on my face because people wouldn't buy from me. I couldn't help them. So I, I was really stuck. I couldn't work for this company anymore, but I had to pretend. And then a week went by and, oh, by the way, I, I did go to the funeral. Of course I did. Good. Okay. At least that, that's good. Yeah. Yes. But something had died inside of me. 
And a month went by after that, doing the same thing. And then on that night, I'm actually on the way home. And I was on a train from Paddington to London to Liverpool Street, a, a train station in central London. And there was someone on the train with me that was trying to reach out their hand to me. And they've been trying to help me for a while, actually. They've been trying to help me, trying to help me, give me a solution. And I just kept telling them to go away. I'm not listening. Leave me alone. And actually, I'm on my phone and I'm scrolling through Facebook. And what it was, is actually, there was a guy on my screen. It was an advert. And it was someone called Liam Ryan, who's now my mentor and one of my business partners. And he was on this advert, this Facebook ad, telling me how I could perhaps turn my message into money, how I could get my message out there and turn people's problems into profit by becoming a speaker, creating your own product, becoming a business owner. And I was like, okay, look, that sounds good. I've always, I'm good at sales, but at least I thought I was back then. I didn't have a clue to what I know now, but yeah, I was like, you know what? I was a little bit skeptical because here's the thing. I know maybe you've seen ads before you get these pop-ups about attending these training events these webinars these presentations and i've never done anything like that before so i was a little bit skeptical but i thought no i've got to do something different in for a penny in for a pound so or in for a dollar maybe in your case <laughs> but yeah i was like, i've got to do something differently so i went to this training event it was in london yeah about 150 people in the room big stage and I, I just sat at the back. I was like, all right, okay, I'm going to sit in the back. Hope no one talks to me. But as the day goes on, these speakers are so good at inspiring, showing you like where you are right now, where you need to be, the action you need to take. They, and, and I'm down the front row after lunchtime. I'm chucking my hand up. I'm jumping out my seat. And then, and then I get an opportunity to go to get mentored by the speaker, Liam, now, this was a year's worth of mentorship to have full access to him. And it was £15,000, probably like $20,000, maybe $22,000, right? Which was a lot of money for me back then. Didn't even have that kind of money in my account. I just realized, you know, when someone offers you an opportunity, you just got to say yes and figure out how to do it afterwards. So I leveraged what I could. I put down some, I put the rest on the credit card. I started to sell some stuff because I just knew I had to hang around this person. But it, getting a mentor was one of the best things I ever did in my life because that actually allowed me to actually leave my job to set up my own business. I then went on to find more mentors. So I started to work with people like Grant Cardone. I went through Cardone University in the U.S., uh, Tony Robbins, some UK trainers as well. Because I know if I wanted to be a sales coach myself, I've got to learn from the best. There's a saying I love, and it's like, you know, always look to be the dumbest person in the room unless you are the teacher. So I, I wanted to be the dumb person trying to learn from all the best people until I could finally get to their level. So I invested time, money, energy. I kept reinvesting, reinvesting. But just fast forward these last five years, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Ella, like some amazing things have happened. I've been able to become a best-selling, one of the most premier elite sales training businesses in the UK. I get to mentor thousands of people internationally. Uh, and that's what, what I do, what, why I do what I do, because 
for the last five years since setting up my own business and actually helping others, mentoring people, I have not worked a day in my life. But I genuinely wake up every day, even if I've got a long journey to speak on a stage, I've got to give up loads. I love it. I just love, love, love giving back. And I, I have actually learned over time that this is what gives what I call fulfillment. And I don't think money can buy fulfillment. I think there's a lot of miserable millionaires out there. And they, may, they might have businesses or jobs that bring in loads of money, but if they're not actually giving back, helping others or making the world a better place, then they're not, not actually really going to be happy. Uh, do you see that, Ella? Would you agree? I, I can agree with that. Money can buy things that you want. Mm. It can kind of give you the luxury. But, but the of fulfillment, you can't buy that, right? Yes. It can't buy the fulfillment and the sense of community that you have because a lot of times if you do have the status and you do have the money, you're going to attract people that maybe like you for the status and the money. And you're not going to be pulled by people around you. So you have to be able to give something that is priceless. I love that. Absolutely. You've always got to go above and beyond and over exceed your promises. I love that. Yeah. So true. So yeah, from that moment, really the last five years have been my biggest transformation stage. And I just want to help as many business owners as I can, speaking on stage, podcasts, webinars. I'm grateful for this opportunity to speak to an audience further afield as well. Obviously, there's probably listeners all over the world here, which is fantastic. But for anyone listening, I'm really looking forward to hopefully giving you some amazing value. So if my story's not inspired you, I've got some amazing advice coming up as well later. But yeah, it's just being inspired by these mentors, these guides, and just saying yes to opportunity. I feel that the journey I've been on hasn't been a challenging one. That's the thing a lot of business owners say, oh, it's really hard in business. I really struggled. and I don't know how you speak on stages, Nick, how you can be a public speaker. Because if you'd asked me five years ago and said, Nick, you're going to be on stages, webinars, writing a book, I'd have said, you've got the wrong guy. I couldn't do that. I couldn't speak in front of people on a stage. No way. But by just hanging around people that do that, mentors, speakers, and who share their message and get their product out there, it made me realize I've just got to do everything in my power to get my message out there. And, and selling truly is serving because if you've got a product or a service or perhaps you sell for a business where you actually solve people's problems, you give them solutions, you give them this amazing value, then you've got to do everything in your power to get it out there. And the best way to get your message out there, a lot of businesses are stuck on doing these one-on-one type selling on a phone or a Zoom with a client behind a desk one-on-one. But actually the biggest tool in our disposal right now is the power of zoom webinars stage talks you can talk to thousands of people in 90 minutes and and let me tell you this i've been able to make more money in 90 minutes in my business than i would make in a year by selling one to many and and i help a lot of my clients do that as well so if you are here listening now and you want to make way more money and help more people Perhaps the answer for you is to start thinking, how can I get my message out to multiple people? How can I exploit public speaking? 
And hey, yeah, I appreciate that it is one of the biggest fears. Yeah, I think in the US actually it is the biggest fear above spiders, above cl- yeah, from the stats I've seen, it is the, the number of public speaking. Rattlesnakes? Uh, yeah, maybe. Maybe not for you. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's probably why it's the biggest paid profession at the same time, though. The fact that is most people say, I could never be a speaker. I could never do that. That's why the people that understand and see the potential and you know, get the skill set, because you're not born with that. You don't learn that at school. You need to hang around another speaker, a mentor, and truly like practice and practice. But when you now that skill of communication and getting your message out there one on one to many, I said you will make more money and help more people than you thought was ever possible. That's my belief. Absolutely. And I love what you said about sales being one of the most lucrative jobs you can have. Because yeah, a lot of people go in and our callings are going to look different for you, but for every each and every person. But in sales, I know every sales job I've had, there's a base salary. There is a bonus package. There's oh. mileage reimbursement that pays for my car and car care. So it's if you get the right job and you get the right skill and you get it down, the sky's the limit for you. 100%. Based on performance, like you're, you can give yourself a raise. I love that. It's really important that you've highlighted that about the right job as well, because you, know, you could have the best skills, but if you're selling a product that you know, there's actually three things, if you're listening right now, it might be good to take a note of this. I, I believe this is the rule to selling. You need these three things, knowledge, certainty, and experience of a product. So that gives you confidence. If you're lacking one of those three things, you can't, you shouldn't be selling it. So what that means is, do you have knowledge of the product? Do you know how it works? Could you explain it to a customer? Do you know it's going to solve their problems? And the second one's interesting, experience. So I'm not saying directly that you need to physically use your product and got a result with it, but you need to know that other people have used it and it works. It can guarantee a type of result to your client. And the other one, the last one is certainty. Are you certain that if this person you're trying to sell to will use your product, that they will get the desired result? And if you've got all three, you've got confidence. Uh, and something to note on certainty, that's important because it, I always believe there are no guarantees in life. Someone says, hey, can you guarantee this product is going to work? Can you guarantee I'm going to make this money in 90 days? No, I can't guarantee that. The only thing that are guarantees in life is that you will die and you will pay taxes. They are the only two guarantees. But what I can guarantee you is that this has worked for hundreds of other people, but they've had to do the work. But to tell me, John, Sally, if you got stuck, would you put your hand up and ask for help or would you run away and hide? No, I'd ask for help. Brilliant. That's it. If you come to us, we'll show you how to use it and we'll make sure you get those results. So you're going to put that on a Visa or a MasterCard. Little <laughs> dummy clothes. Sometimes asking for help is the hardest part for people because they don't want to admit that they need it. And it's just, why, do, why, why do we have a hard time getting beyond that? Why is that an upper limit for a lot of us? It's really sad that, and I, I think it's so true. I talk about it a lot when I mentor people. But I've got a saying is that there is there are no stupid questions. The stupid question is the one that you don't ask. Because in, in the climate, we, we, we've been brought up as children, our parents, maybe... 
asking for help could be a sign of weakness. Perhaps we've asked for help in the past and kids have laughed at us and ridiculed us and it's given us this traumatic experience to asking for help. But if you're in the right network, asking the right people, this is it. If you, you know, I make sure I surround myself around like-minded business owners. I, I pay for mentoring. I, I go to networking events. I like to hang around my, my ideal person because here's a lovely quote Jim Rohn says, I'm really dropping the quotes today but i love them <laughs> you are a product of the five people that you hang around the most so if right now you hang around five negative people you're going to be number six if you hang around five broke people you'll be number six hey if you hang around five average people that might be the reason that you're average but if you want to be successful you just need to hang around these five successful people people that are maybe higher up than you are right now on in your sector in your career path and those people will be okay with you asking them for advice and help maybe they'll need to be a bit of a value exchange like don't get me wrong like if i have a mentor i need to invest into that mentor i've got to show them my i'm serious i'm putting my skin in the game but in exchange for that investment they will give me the tools they'll give me the system they'll answer my questions because if you try and do it alone without the help and you can't ask for help, well, that's where you might make the odd mistakes. That's where things might not go your way. You might not be able to pivot and adapt. And I believe books are amazing. YouTube right now is amazing, but it's become a comfort blanket for a lot of business owners. I'll just watch this YouTube video. I'll just read this book and I'll make millions of pounds. But how will those books or YouTube videos hold you accountable? How will they handle unique situations that come up? They won't. So if you really want to succeed in business in life, I highly recommend that you need to look at having a mentor, having someone to work with. But yeah, don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't, don't be afraid. Ask for help. And I like what you said about investing in coaches too, because mm-hmm. it's easy to say, yeah, I'm not paying for that. I'm not paying for that. But you find a way or you find your excuses. I understand there can be quite an investment to get coaching or what you need, but to find success, to find what you want, these people are giving their time to you and giving valuable advice to help you grow your business. Yeah, that's so true. And look, like anything, there's good and bad. I know some people might say, oh, I've tried one of these trainers in the past. I didn't deliver. I didn't do this, that, you know. The first question you need to ask yourself, honestly, is, okay, did I do all of the work? Did I actually show up to all of the sessions? Did I implement everything they told me? And if if the answer is yes to those, then you've got every right to feel disappointed and screwed over. Now, that, that that's one thing. But of course, like anything, there are scams out there. There are people that can exploit people's need to succeed. So if you're in a real painful place at the moment, you want to break through and you're Someone tells you, hey, there's this amazing cryptocurrency. You're going to make like 100% return in the next five days. Well, you just sometimes got to ask yourself, if, why would they be trying to help me and not do this themselves? Why do they need my money to go out and make all this money overnight? So yeah, try and stay away from the get rich quick schemes that are yes. like get rich quick. I'm ready to say. Around the get rich for sure schemes. Like, the ones where you plan, you've got to do the work. But when you're looking for a mentor, I always do a bit of a quick study. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll check out their social presence. I'll seek to see, 
other clients that they've helped. I'll check out their businesses. I'll read the reviews on Trustpilot. You know, do you, don't go crazy and be one of those super analytical people that never pulls the trigger because you're trying to find the perfect mentor. But yeah, it's important to do our due diligence like anything in life. It's the same as finding a partner, right? We don't just jump on the first person we see. We want to go on a few dates first, make sure we connect, we gel. And then if things are right, then we can go for it. Same as a mentor. But yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Ella. Yeah, they're so vital to have. So vital to have. Love that. And then you've got another program. It's a seven-step serving system. And it's basically for anyone in any type of business. And it goes from, is it going to people that are just like, yeah, I I just want to sit behind a desk and be a secretary, or I just want to, I don't want to interact with people, these people that have their walls up. Do you see a lot of those clients come to you and then come out? That's so interesting. I see all types of clients. In fact, my favorite clients to help are actually non-business clients, people that hate selling, don't like the idea of selling, and maybe stuck in a job they're not happy with. I help doctors, nurses, dentists, like people that are not in what they would say selling professions. Mm-hmm. I actually believe everyone is in a selling profession because as we mentioned earlier, everything in life is a sell. But when I can convert these people into a new way of thinking and help them unlock that sales is serving, you've you got to help people, you've got to solve problems. Then my seven-step serving system is actually what it does on the tin. It's a, it's a seven-step process to serve clients. So it's actually part of my main elite sales system. I've got lots of systems. I believe systems are the best way things to teach people because they remember them. They've got the guides to use after I show them this material. But the seven-step serving system is, in fact, one of my scripts I've used to close over £10 million in sales and that my clients have used to close over £100 million UK uh, collectively. And it's actually a script that we use in one-on-one selling. So when people come towards us, we have to take them on a journey. So we can't just jump straight in and be like, hey, I've got the best product in the world. You need to buy it right now, blah, 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 push. Because people don't buy like that anymore. That way of selling is dead. The right way of selling is actually by speaking 20% and listening 80. And the way that you get your clients to speak five times more than you is to ask the good quality questions and actually just shut up and listen in the nicest way possible. Take good notes, dig deeper. So what do you mean, John? Give me more clarity. Okay, how's that making you feel? Give On a scale of one to 10. And then people open up to you. They really start the call maybe thinking, oh, this person is just going to sell to me. And you become almost like their therapist, their coach, their mentor. And they're willing to share everything with you because what i found in life people are so busy i believe most people are never listened to yeah i'm I'm talking about people in relationships people with children we live in such a world right now with technology and busy on the go sometimes we just all we do is live off surface level conversations yeah how are you today i'm good thanks how are you yeah i'm great that's a very english way of conversating by the way really they could be having a terrible day but it's yeah, it's very yeah. surface level. But when so we actually conversations time, can feel exhausting if you're an introvert too. Oh, definitely. It's not that introverts don't like to talk. We like to go deeper. Exactly. And this is what that's all about is going deeper. A hundred percent. 
by actually just really saying, hey, I hear that you're having a good day, but what's making it good? Why is it good? Ah, and then the real truth starts to come out. Why? Tell me more. And then this really opens up our clients is, actually, I find that people don't always buy the products. They buy into the person that's selling it. And people buy from people that they trust and they trust people that they like. So it's, it's, a, it's a fine line, Sal. It's such an art. I, I think it's really easy. It's an easy skill, but it's not simple to learn because of all the stuff. But when you, when you take time to actually get a mentor, learn a system and really work on selling, once you have this skill, you have it for the rest of your life. Uh, it, it is your conversations. It, it is the way you motivate your team. You create a product. You get your message out there. So it's such a great skill to have. But yeah, selling is serving in that respect, that you need to just uncover their problems, really go deep. And you have to make people, I know this can sound quite controversial, but if you really want to sell a product, you need them to go into the pain of why, where they are right now without your solution. Let's just say for right now, you are selling a product that might help someone. Let's say it's a personal training package to get someone into the gym, to help them lose weight for a wedding. Well, rather than just selling the outcome you're going to have all these abs and you're going to look great for the start selling on the how is it making you feel the way that you currently are like what aren't you happy about what would you like to change how important is it to you what what kind of a price would you put on that it'd be priceless to get my dream body okay that's a good one to note because at the end of your sale if they say i want to think about it i'm not sure i can afford it hey earlier you said it was price priceless right yes. to have okay you're right nick yeah okay i'll go for it so how do you want to i think the focus is how do you want to feel after you get that body of your dreams 100 percent. how you want to feel when you have it don't sell the product <laughs> sell the outcome yes that's it right so if you're selling a holiday or say if you're an airline having to sell flight tickets you're not going to sell an eight hour flight where your legs are cramped and you have to eat rubbish food you're going to sell the dream destination on the other side of the plane. Exactly. You're selling the, the beaches, the sunsets, the skies, the cocktails, the, the laugh with your family members, the, the memories that get created. So if you are a business owner trying to sell something, start trying to shift on not selling your physical product, but selling the outcome that your solution gives to people, like the feelings it gives, not just the maybe the aesthetic results or, or the monetary results, the actual feelings. Because when you're making that money, how are you going to feel when you can reduce your hours in your job? You can start to do what you want, when you want. You can actually pick up your kids from football. You can actually wake up and see them in the morning. That's what people really want to buy into, not the actual physical product or the baseline results. Yes, not the actual, I don't want to say work, but waiting is the hardest part. But yeah. you want to sell. You got to sell the result at the end because if you don't, yeah, if you don't sell the result, people will at the start be all fired up, motivated. But like you said, they've got to do the work. There's not, there's nothing comes easy in life. You can either work hard now and have an easy life later, or try and have an easy life now and have a hard life later. The choice is yours. But if you want to have that easy life later, you've got to do the work. You've got to get the mentors. You've got to invest into yourself because you're your biggest asset. So when you are selling your product or service to a client, a potential business partner, 
you have to sell them on yeah the, the outcome the, the real how they're going to feel afterwards uh, and let them know i think it's important like you said to let them know there is going to be a bit of work involved mm-hmm. they're going to have to turn up they're going to have to use the products if i'm selling a beard trimmer you know, a shaver for a beard if i don't tell the person they need to actually use it on their beard they're not going to lose their beard you have to let people know what they actually have to do and I'm not responsible. If you don't use the shaver the way I've told you to do it, you don't get the same outcome. That's not me. That's you who's not done it. Okay, John, are you going to do the work? Are you going to shave your beard? Yes. Okay, great. Well done. (laughs) Awesome. So what do you have in the works for the upcoming months? This is nonstop for me. But as I said, I really love being busy. I'm launching some new events in the UK. So I've created a brand new training products called the client acquisition accelerator which is all about helping business owners get more clients into their business not just loads of volume but actually getting the right clients because what happens is in business i find that a lot of people are just trying to sell to everyone who's got a pulse or a checkbook whereas a result they should be trying to work with less people but more of the right people who value their worth who actually will get a result who will use the product or service and refer their friends their clients to your business yeah that's my latest project is launching this new product in the UK so i've got a, a nice venue booked in the next couple of months we're just drilling a to have a big live presentation there i'm then looking to start doing some ads across the USA and Canada in the coming year which is great because i feel like i put a lot of effort into the uk i wanted to build my presence here as the number one sales trainer here but i would love to spread my message overseas that's why i'm very grateful for today's conversation as well but i, I want to get webinars do some traveling over to the us run some live events in the coming year as well so i've grown a good team i've got a great product and what excites me about the US is the fact there's a couple of things. Number one, I, I just love America. It's pretty my favorite country. Now I've got a Mustang, by the way. I love my um, American muscle cars. Oh, uh... Yeah, I love my I love America. And, and number two, I love America. I know the Americans love us. I, I believe yep. something about the British accent. They're like, oh, Harry Potter, fish and chips. So I know when I go out to serve in in the USA, me and my team are going to have a great load of fun. We're going to help loads of people because they'll really buy into us. And actually, it's going to have a good stat about the US, which I love, is the fact that the US population invests four times more into their education than the UK does. The UK is getting better at this, but it goes to show that I think the best investment anyone can make into themselves I, I do find this the case that sometimes the USA sneezes and the UK catches the cold a few years later. So I'm excited that we've got this great product that's working very well here to bring over to the US. We've got a great back end. It's not just about because what I find in the training space can be there's a lot of you come on this training, and then you're on your own and great. I actually provide a lot of after service mentoring, full access to me. So for the business owners that do work with me, I, I do what, weekly sessions, you know, real business support. I train their sales teams. So I really want to be able to offer a really good back-end service in the USA because I feel that might be lacking from a lot of what I hear. There's a lot of front-end selling, but not a lot of back-end love. So yeah, I've got this great product I'm looking to launch there. Also a new book I'm writing with a few of my mentees. 
So the book is actually what I call my team, the business owners that I work with a mentor, elite sales specialists, because my business is the Elite Sales Academy. So my team are elite sales specialists. And as a little gift to help them launch them themselves as well, I'm starting a new book. And I, every chapter is going to be written by one of my students, my top I students. Yeah, and that's going to be lovely because they're sharing their stories about and, and I've got people from all different businesses, all different walks of life, all different ages. Like for, for me, I believe everyone can sell, by the way. It doesn't matter about the color of your skin, your age, male, female, whatever you want to identify as is absolutely fine. You just got to get your message out there. So I'm really excited for my team to be able to share this amazing book. And also that will give them some great authority to you know, also become best-selling co-authors so they can use that as leverage to inspire themselves, to grow their businesses, to advance in their careers. So yeah, we'll be checking it, waiting out for that book. It should be launching January 2024 internationally as well. That's soon. Soon, yeah, we're all writing our chapters. The nice thing about this book is because the first book book I wrote, I had to write it all myself, but it's only a chapter each here, so we, it's, it's soon. But we're going to get it all done. We've got, I've got, I've hired a great mentor to help us really get the book written, executed perfectly, launched brilliantly as well. So yeah, that'll be coming up very soon. Very exciting. I think off my head. Other than that, just keep doing what I'm doing. Right, I just love public speaking what's one last thing which is really beautiful is the fact that i'm able now to start to speak in a lot of schools because what we found in the uk was a lot of people like me who would teach maybe not going down the career path but being a business owner that went against our government system a bit because the uk system is more around get the kids into the workforce don't really want to promote being your own boss so much. So whenever I tried to speak in schools or influence the younger generation, I normally got shut down when they found out who, who I was and what I did. And I really wanted to inspire the younger generation. But recently, I've been able to be in a few magazines in the UK for the younger generation. And a lot of head teachers have invited me to speak in schools, a thousand pupils, to start to teach their children there about selling and serving and it doesn't have to be about having a business, by the way, but just using the skill of sales to grow your career path. Maybe look at those, as you mentioned earlier, opportunities where there's not just a, a flat salary, but opportunity to get bonuses, get paid for your hard work. So that's great that I'm able to help the fortunate people who do get choice, but also inspire the younger generation as well. So, yeah, that's all that's going on my end at the moment. Very exciting. That's a lot. And I'm really excited to read from your mentees because that's going to be super impactful. I think for me, I always remember stories. That's why I loved James Clear, Atomic Habits. I love Jensen mm -hmm. Ferris because they share stories and how they've implemented the changes that they wanted to make. So I'm, you have the, yeah. I got it. You've got Great the book. book. Well, yeah, it's so good. Atomic Habits is awesome. One of my favorite books. Yeah. Yeah, so so agree with that. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head. When I sell as well, there is a saying that facts tell, stories sell. People oh, sorry, sell. can teach people all the facts. This is the thing about a lot of presentations. I'm sure anyone listening has been in this situation in the workplace or a board meeting, and it's just someone listing out facts, 
figures, pie charts, and you just can't retain the information. You switch off. You start thinking about what you're going to have for dinner that night. But when you're listening to a compelling story that sucks you in, it can still sell a product or an idea to you. But this is what we need to get better at is like really actually going back to storytelling. Storytelling has been around for like thousands and thousands of years. It's been used to pass on information, to shape nations. And I think to sell a business and to create your product, you've got to really focus on your storytelling to engage your listeners. To, even if you're telling a story of clients that you've helped, that works really well to say, this is Sally. She was just like you. She was stuck in this job and exchanging her time for money. She got this opportunity. She wasn't sure. She did it anyway. As a result of that, six months later, she's doing this. Do you want to be like Sally? Yeah, of course I do. And people buy into that, that other people are getting results and they just love the stories. Sorry to jump on that so much, but I do believe it's valuable that what you said there, facts tell stories. <laughs> I've got so much information. I'd love to spend like a whole day with your listeners, but I appreciate time as well. But I've got lots of information to share. You can always come back. Oh, thank you. I'd love to. I feel like yeah, I've just scratched shared... the surface, literally. Yes, you've shared so much good information with us. What lasting advice would you want to give to the listeners? What's one key piece of advice you want to give us? You know what? There's so much rushing through my mind at once, but the one that's really prominent is just back yourself. Believe in yourself because you are your biggest asset. We spoke a lot about mentoring today, and I appreciate sometimes stepping out your comfort zone can be a little bit scary. Like investing into yourself, it could be thousands of pounds. It might be a lot of money. You don't have that money right now, perhaps, but you just got to remember your comfort zone where you are right now. Nothing grows there. It's a beautiful place, but it's where your dreams die. So if you really want to be successful and get yourself to a place where you can look in the mirror, you can be proud of what you've done, you can have a legacy, you can really feel like you've accomplished your purpose on this earth, then you've got to keep pushing yourself out your comfort zone. So you've got to keep going to the gym. You've got to keep getting the mentors. You've got to keep showing up consistently because what's uncomfortable now becomes comfortable over time but it's like the gym right it's like working out a muscle first it aches it's sore but the more you train it the correct way with a trainer and the support and the nutrition that it gets stronger and stronger and so are you so is your mindset so is your resilience but you just got to keep remembering it's one of tony robbins key values as well like continued education and self-investment will never end so always back yourself Always keep investing into yourself. In fact, I would say take your wallet or your purse and pour it into your brain and it will pay you forever. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Now, Thomas, before, before we go, I want to hear more about how we can support you and how we can continue to learn from you. Yeah, I'd love to share that. So obviously, one thing we've mentioned today is my book. So that this book is available on Amazon across the world. So it's called Selling is Serving. Selling is Serving. And my full name is Nick Staub. Now, I'm just going to spell the surname out. It's S-T-A-B. A lot of people sometimes think it's like stab, S-T-A-B. Yeah. But no, there's, there's two A's in there. Okay. So I had a dollar for every time I butchered someone's name. 
I, I know. Yeah, I always so, ask before I interview people, I'm like, no, just tell me how to pronounce it. You nailed it, actually. You didn't even ask me, but you got it right. So well done. I don't know if you, do you guys have the car, Saabs? Are they a thing in America? The Saab? I haven't seen a Saab in ages, but I'm positive. It's You fun. know what they are, though. Right. Okay, good. Because it's a car. It's my surname is like the car with a T in it. That's it. So it's S-T-A-A-B. And you can also follow me on um, Instagram. I love posting free content every day, like quotes, beliefs. And that's Nick Starb Coach. So N-I-C-K-S-T-A-A-B-C-O-A-C-H. And that's my handle. And I, I would just say, guys, follow me. I'd love to follow you back as well and hear what you're doing in business. Yeah, I manage my account. So you know, if you do message me, I actually take time to read it. I don't like the whole chatbot thing. So I'll be able to read your message and maybe I can help you. I can serve you. And there's always some next steps to, if you felt inspired about improving your sales skills, your confidence, your speaking, then get in touch. I'd love to offer you some guidance and connect with you either way. Yeah. Thank you so much, Nick, for being on the show. I look forward to following you and learning more from you. And having some more positive information on my feed. Oh, I'm sorry. I tried to hold in that sneeze. And I tried just... that so well. Is I saw it building up. There's but no, thank you. Here, guys. Oh, bless you. Thank you so much, Ella, for this opportunity to speak to such a great audience. I've been listening to a few of the podcasts. Honestly, you've built such a great community here. And you just keep doing what you're doing as well. And, and keep growing, keep inspiring others. Love it. Yes, thank you so much welcome you are listening to for better self and net worth in this community we think you'll find your self-worth comes before your net worth and everything else we also think you were designed to go after the life you want by ditching societal norms knowing exactly who you are as an individual and going after your unique purpose here on this earth. Every week, Ella interviews an entrepreneur that designed the life they wanted among the challenges, naysayers, and leaving outside their comfort zone. Or you're going to hear straight from Ella, where she talks about the important lessons she's learned in life and how she's achieved the overall happiness she has. This is Ella, the host for Better Self and Net Worth. Based out of Nashville, Tennessee, she makes every single day an adventure. You'll always find her right here behind the microphone, sharing all her thoughts with all of you. And we appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode.